You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hockey Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 76 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, and I'm joined by co-host, Mr. Thank Dakota you. Davis. Oh. <laughs> On today's episode, we are featured, featuring our uh, our lovely syndicator, uh, Mr. Chris Spangle, dear leader. Uh, today we're going to be bragging on ourselves because we're finally in our new studio, and uh, it's our annual review. Yeah, Dakota. <laughs> is this, oh, it's a yearly <laughs> review. <laughs> I've got a lot of grievances for you people, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're going to be. Uh, there's going to be some shop talk going on here. Uh, what we uh, talking about, what we do, uh, and everything that goes uh, goes in, into the Boss Hog Liberty podcast. So that's exciting, and it is episode seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Yeah. Man, yeah, seventy-seven. Where did time go? I don't know. It's episode seventy-seven. I was told this would be sixty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you wanted the temperature set to. <laughs> well, that's part of my writer. Jeremiah had to drive out to uh, Southport in Indianapolis and pick me up, take me back, uh, chauffeured me out, and then I demanded the temperature be set at sixty-nine. Thankfully, I, mean, I still have the wallpaper card, so I can pay me back <laughs> myself back anytime I and, need to. An ice cold Nalgene bottle of water, spring two, not distilled, two bottles. Uh, so uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. As always, we promise our episodes are going to We're be still fun doing and an the easy, intro? a fun and an easy listen. Yeah, usually we don't let the guests talk during the intro, but since you're special, <laughs> I will cancel you if you don't <laughs> let me talk. I made you people. Yes. So uh, this is the very first episode. We had a little test lighting thing last night, and uh, Chris goes, "Well, I guess I guess the cameras worked, but uh, you need to change everything." <laughs> it's uh, yeah. so he showed up at five thirty, and we we rearranged. And then uh, about five, uh, no, about six forty-five. Uh, he goes, "Yeah, we got to do something." With the I lights. demand to be lit better. I All have right? to be lit yeah. better. I have a problem. Okay, I trimmed my beard wrong. You know this, Dakota. Mm-hmm. It's the, the worst pain. feeling in the world. You're 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 using the one to trim the mustache, and then you go, oh. So I look like a baby. So I needed to be lit well. So you looked like a baby. I will say this with the lighting. Um, I went to the restroom right before we went live. Yeah. And, uh, and you moved our, our studio lights way up. That's right. And they're about two feet away from the ceiling fan now. And the ceiling fan is rocking them. (laughs) (laughs) So if they fall. No, because what I did is I changed the legs so they won't fall. Ah. But, uh, yeah, you, you need the lights to come, go. I, I'm, I'm here to teach. And so you need, want the lights up coming down on your face so it doesn't give you as many shadows. Wow. Look at that. I, I love it. it. This is a great place, and I'm very proud of you guys. This is a very uh, cool studio. If I were to have a studio, I would I would want it to look like this room. I think it is really neat. You've got the very cool door behind us, uh, which looks great now that it's lit and popping some color. A lot of cool brick behind you. Um, yeah, I think this is really neat. Uh, the, the sound, hello, this is, uh, it's cavernous in here. Help me. 
<laughs> but uh, I hope someone's watching. Remember that the plywood. <laughs> <laughs> now this was an old tattoo start studio, I think, at one point. So really, yeah, there were some people got some made some bad some decisions and <laughs> came in here. Yeah. Uh, continue continuing so, a long string of bad decisions. So there's probably a group of people that are uh, that are going. Oh man, somebody's in there getting their tattoo and they've been strapped <laughs> down. And they feel bad about what they've done. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it is it is very nice in here, um, and uh, it'll, as you guys know, it'll grow and expand and change and be con- it'll look a constantly every week. Every time I come here, it'll look different. I guarantee it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's very cool, very good beginning, and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, rubbing it in uh, in a in a nice Patreon video that we did before <laughs> about how I don't have my own studio. Although, if you go to our YouTube channel and please like our YouTube as well. At We Are Libertarians. Um, we don't have a studio. It's in my apartment, which I would like to move because have you guys ever uh, said to a girl that you're bringing home for a date, hey, I know you don't like surprises, but I have a podcast studio in my living room. <laughs> I heard it, it's it's more of a mood killer than you when, think. When we started this show, I the, the whole podcast was I would tear, I would set it up and tear it down every time. So yeah. it just sat in a cabinet. Right. right. So about an hour before the show, I would grab out four microphones, four mic stands, set it on the table, had my little side recorder. There was no video. It didn't, nothing mattered. Right. And, and we were, we were up and down and we could set up anywhere we wanted to. And it sounds different every time. Cause that's how we started too. That's how the first hundred episodes of We Are Libertarians went. It sounds different every single time because a knob gets moved or whatever. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just not tenable. So it's always good to have a nice dedicated space. You can put a cover over it so the cat doesn't walk on it and change it, or your fat fingers don't mess something up. You want to have a good a dedicated space so it always sounds the same. This is a yeah. uh, this is a no cat studio. It is <laughs> strictly right. there will be no kittens. Trust there me, is, there uh, will be no <laughs> cats in this studio. I probably yeah. in a, in the survey that we put out, uh, the, one of the one of the dislikes on the review tab was that the audio is constantly changing. And yeah. I thought I thought well, I mean, at least it's getting better. Yeah, it, you know, right. Like, <laughs> It's not changing. Yeah, go for back the and t- then listen to episode two, three, or four, and then you oh, can tell me how yeah. bad this is. Even that first episode, well, the first one you produced that I engineered yeah. was still not great. No, it was. Uh, by the way, know. now that you guys have moved into your studio and you've got your new board, can I have my board back now? Uh, no, no. We uh, why not? We pawned that. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremiah, we, I don't we think I invested the assets. Have I been on the show since you did that? No, probably not. Uh, I'm so, not the only one that did that. It was a team. No, effort. no, no. I, yeah. Dakota's my favorite of the two of you. So, Dakota, <laughs> I mean, I, I've known you. You're the you're literally the longest friend I have at this point, except for Brandon. So I like beating up on you because it's fun. Cause you because you can take it. You know, I who needs you. friends? You're right. Um, <laughs> I'm next in line to go. You, I've seen how your parents talk to you. You like tough love, and so we're in a group chat one day, and and uh, so I basically to get to, to get all of the We Are Libertarians podcast started. I always send equipment. Like I sent for our video series, I sent Sarah Brady Wagner two hundred fifty dollars worth of video equipment. I sent Maya a board. <laughs> Didn't get that one back either. I sent uh, <laughs> you. I gave you guys, you know, uh, one hundred and fifty dollars worth of equipment, probably including the only original that we had. Two original boards for We Are Libertarians. One got thrown off of a balcony, uh, <laughs> and then the other. He's like, uh, "Well, we can buy this board if, as long as we sell this to to James, because James has already lined. We already lined it up, and I've got it sold. I just need to put the equipment well, together." I go, "Excuse me." <laughs> You took something that I let you borrow, and you're selling it? And yeah. he's like, yeah, man, we got to grow the podcast. I, th- I figured you'd want that. I'm like, no, 
I want my board back. It's, so, but it's fine. I'm giving and, and I'm generous and I'm thorough. So, if it makes you feel any better, the person who ended up purchasing the old board was uh, Carly Ernst, who is one of my favorite people yeah. on the planet. So and I'm okay with it. She gives you money every month. That's exactly right. But uh, <laughs> that's not. This is not a consignment shop. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I'm very happy Carly has it, and I didn't really care that much. It's just more fun to like make it an issue. It was just like I was like, "Are you kidding?" I was I was genuinely offended for about 15 seconds, and then I thought. Oh no! I get to I get to mention this for the rest of our lives. It's a story. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The yeah. story is worth more than anything else. And exactly. You know what makes it funnier is that whenever because the three of us were in that group chat trying to figure out our new board, and whenever I brought up the idea of hey, if we sell this, then we can buy this. I didn't even think about it being yours. I, <laughs> I know you guys didn't. It had been sitting in my my guest bedroom for so long. It just it, I it belonged to the Boss Hog Delivery. Now podcast. I know how the Native Americans feel. <laughs> I was homesteaded. (laughs) Yes, you were. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Listen, all I know is that we come to your sweatshop called We Are Libertarians Enterprises. (laughs) That's right. So difficult. And we turn in a weekly podcast no matter what. We answer the bell. Are you still doing this weekly? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I should subscribe. I just... Yeah, you really should check in. <laughs> this is, we've lost track of how many episodes we've done. Yeah. Occasionally, it's uh, it's more than once a week. Now, uh, the, the honest truth is, the Ghost Pepper episode from last week, we did that two weeks ago. Um, yeah. We did two episodes back to back. We did the Ghost Pepper episode, and we did the uh, the, is it the Steve Horwitz episode. Yeah. Uh, no. No, it was not. <clears throat> anyway, you, you had one in between, Steve. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So we we did uh, we did episode seventy five and seventy six back to back. Rob Kendall, that's right. Sure. Yeah, no, Ryan. he was before Steve. Because I remember watching <laughs> watching Rob on the live stream because. I don't get a chance to listen all that much because we, I'm always listening to stuff for, to prep for my show. We won but, Thursday nights, by the but way. But I will, I will talk about that in a little bit. But so, uh. <laughs> we won't we, never get back to it. Right. And so, I watched the live stream. If I'm not doing my show, I'll watch oh, the Bowers. live stream. It was Bowers and MJ. And, oh, yeah. And Rob is sitting here where I'm sitting at the old studio and he's having a great time. And then he gets a text message from the boss. And his uh, yeah. face just falls. You should go watch that live stream at the end because he's just... And then all of a sudden, his, the first words out of his mouth is, you know, I love my wife. And I'm like, he's in so much trouble that he's in Newcastle. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, the, it's... There was, it's a, there was a comment that, that came across a live stream from a woman right shortly after that text message that said... Really, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Haley, the lovely Haley Kendall. Really, Rob? But you know, it's that's the I had Rob on my show last week, and I love Rob Kendall of WIBC, but it is so hard to book him. You know, so I've I've just started going directly to his agent, Haley, his wife. Uh, much like I will start doing to uh, Jer with Sarah soon. I'll just call Sarah. Yes, yeah, Sarah will have right. less helpful advice. You know, have you ever noticed when you have a problem, Jared gives you a lot of advice? He does. Yeah. I'm a life coach. Very. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, uh, a life coach full of advice. You you never knew that you wanted. I was. I I have never had, asked for it. I've had an issue with my rent. You and, to, they like you to pay it once a month. I know. I, that's a real problem for me. And so I'm in the Walmart parking lot, getting ready to walk in. He's like, "What's your ETA?" It didn't. Not politely. He just says. ETA question mark uh-huh. like a boss the yeah. boss hog well, yes no it's not like a boss he just texts like a boomer right <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm getting ready to walk into a Walmart and I was like 
uh, an hour. He's like, so you're just leaving? I was like, no, I'm, I gotta go to Walmart and pay my rent. He's like, we have a Walmart. We have Woodland Bank. I'm like, I, Woodland Bank isn't even, isn't even involved in this transaction. What Quit is Woodland me. Bank? I think I it's Wood Forest. I think it's the house bank of the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> right. I figured, I figured you did all your checking there. And poor, poor, our, our poor boy Stone, the official son of We Are Libertarians, not S-U-N, S-O-N. He's, uh, he's our memes are. Is having trouble getting up from Georgia to the party that we're having on Saturday. For him. For him. It's literally billed as Spangle's birthday slash Stonefest 2018. Right, because we're very excited and, to meet young Stone. And if Stone doesn't make the trip, it's going to sound like I'm having a stoner party. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and now I'm going to look bad. We, need, we don't want that that's to right. what's important here. We, we, invited, need... we invited Brandy and Matt Pierce yeah. just so that it, no one thinks it's a stoner fest. <laughs> They're police officers. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, never mind. <laughs> I'll keep my libertarianism to myself over here on wall. Yes. But, but uh, so he's having pro- all morning long. Well, let's do this. I just bought you a ticket. You're doing this. <laughs> and I had to privately message Jeremiah and just go, can you leave the kid alone? He's already I, feels bad I enough. I privately messaged you and I said, listen, I'm simply going to teach him. That all he has to do is give up his fears and get on the bus. That's right. I said, I said Stone, can you be at the bus station at 7 a.m.? <laughs> and he's like, uh, I, I'm, I'm terrified of the – I don't know what right. Stone sounds he like. Said, no, he I'm, said, do I'm, not buy me a bus ticket. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I replied back, Stone, I need your middle initial and your email address. At, at one point, I just wrote in there, Dakota – what do I have to do to get you into this rebar today? You see why Jer's a salesman. <laughs> I, I, I loved that. Yeah. that so let's hopefully uh, see. This is why people love when I'm on because I just beat up on uh, on the lovable Jeremiah. This is how you sharpen a knife That's by right. going up against an immovable object. Like Chris. <laughs> uh, so uh, you must be very excited not to have people traipsing in and out of your house every oh, yes. every week. Very excited. The most excited person is Audrey. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. that bad, right? Uh, it wasn't that bad for either one of us. Like uh, the cleaning wasn't bad. We keep the house clean anyway. And th- but after a while, man, it just kind of was like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> and it, and it wasn't like it wasn't like it was just I was doing a show with co-hosts, right? People that I'm fr- good friends with. I was having strangers in and out of my home. <laughs> yeah, because they would normally show up before I would. Yeah, I've done an ensemble show for seven years with people that are my best friends. On We Are Libertarians, and so every Thursday night, people have come in, but it's like, you know, now it's on Tuesdays. Harry comes every Tuesday, uh, which, by the way, where's Harry? We'll talk about that, but so, you no, know. I notified his boss, and <laughs> but so we, we have an empty chair. We, we, you know, if I didn't have the show in my house, I wouldn't clean the toilet, I don't think. So <laughs> it, it's good for me to have people in the house, but it does, it's like, ugh. You know, I don't I wonder, know. If it, I wonder who's going to clean our toilet. The, we haven't talked about that yet. <laughs> we well, have a toilet. As of yesterday, this place has a toilet. Thank whenever, you. Whenever, whenever uh, Chase Payton moves into the apartment upstairs, he's in charge of cleaning. Honestly, you need a chore chart. You need to treat <laughs> a, your a co-host. Chore chart, yeah. Do what I do. Treat your co-host like the children they are, <laughs> and you're the boss. <laughs> and so, yeah. Do you, do you hear that, Chase, Cade, and Danny? Right. Yeah, uh, Chase, you've got uh, toilet duty next week. So, uh, so uh, invite Aaron out for BW3s. And then, by the way, can you clean that toilet? That's yeah. another thing, Dakota. Every time uh, oh, he, yeah. wants to, he wants to be friends, he, he invites... We get, we get Tom Saundered. Like, Tom Saundered or Tom <laughs> Sawyer? <laughs> Saundered, the state representative. Yeah. So he invites our good friend Aaron out to hang out. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, Aaron's in a cross space because he does cross space repair. 
prepare uh-huh. for a living. He's like, you know, while you're here, why don't you go crawl in my cross space? No, I, it was. I have uh, also been in, uh, invited over for beers and a nice evening by the pool, and ended up in the cross space doing electrical work. Yeah, for him. that yeah. was my birthday present. <laughs> uh, he invites me to come do podcasts. Yeah. Oh, is that what he does? I chose a much better profession than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. Yeah. You were much smarter in that endeavor. I've, I've, I've now. No one loves being my friend. You've you've had some pretty good access. That's true. We've been to the Indy 500 together. That's right. We've been in the Ganassi Suite together. I've been to your home. You've been to my home. I've, I've seen been to your Garth. Home. Your dog. You've, you've met my dog. No one loves harder than Jeremiah. Sarah. Sarah is a lovely. <laughs> Sarah is a lucky, lucky woman because no one will love harder than Jer. And if there's anything wrong, Mike. he will nag her until he finds out what it is. <laughs> Mike, Mike Broyles, uh, not Mike and Scott cleaning the toilets. The, yeah. They are. They are definitely uh, not. No. <laughs> no. I, I'm honored to have Jeremiah as a friend. He's he's a very nice person. He allows me to come and mock him on his show, and then he's throwing me a party this weekend. And we haven't really had a party all. Like we had like 18 last summer. I mean, yeah. it was a lot. Well, okay, okay, a, okay Chris. What's the uh, what's the th- one thing that changed? He I has mean, a ring on his finger now. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but uh, I'm not fun. gonna blame. I'm not gonna blame Sarah. If you guys need to, I will just sit over here quietly. It, it, <laughs> It just uh, seems like the fun stopped. There may yeah, be a, that's what I thought. There may be a fun sucker here. <laughs> a fun sucker, yeah. Fun sucker. No, the uh, mosquito of fun. No, it is not Sarah's fault at all. It, it is... Uh, Tad. Tad wants the doors opened. Open the doors! Let's find the doors! <laughs> Tad, just he knows his horses are on the other side of this barn. That's the stable for Tad Western back there. Mm-hmm. No, between my summer and Jeremiah's summer, we were talking about this the other day, there hasn't been a single weekend that we could have even done a party had we wanted to. Yeah, this yeah, is it. This, this is the first been, opportunity. Th- this summer's been the most insane summer, and it's gone by so fast. Too much. Yeah. Too much going on. Yeah, Jer nah. loves it. He loves Jer, people. Jer, if Jer's not busy, he will make a crisis <laughs> himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, have you, Jeremiah, ever spent more than ten minutes alone? Yeah, I've, I, I, I was in the car. For the last two days alone, I drove to Akron and back yesterday. I mean, just I had a, I had an emergency pickup lunch with Hannah, <laughs> with our friend Hannah, in, in Cuyahoga Falls. He hadn't been on a, ten minutes notice. He hadn't been a friend in more than four hours, and so he had to be. I need friendship. He's he's like today. He, I'll tell you, uh, literally y'all, today. Y'all got any more than friends? <laughs> today, Kyle Hopwood, who watches this show, and he's he's a vendor of mine for the day job. He texts me. He's like, "Man, the babysitter called in sick." Uh, so I need to cancel our lunch today. I'm like, why? Because you can't bring the kid? I mean, it's not like you're trying to impress somebody. It's just me, man. He's like, all right, yeah, okay. We can give it a shot. He's got a 10, an 11-month-old baby at home. So he's like, well, we can go to this one place over at, you know, North, North Dayton or whatever. All right. And he's like, there's three restaurants or whatever. And it's like Don Pablo's, uh, TGI Fridays and Hooters. I'm like, <laughs> we could have two men and a baby at Hooters. That's <laughs> Did the, Father did the, of the year. I'm sure Sarah's watching this, you know. She did uh, did the waitress mention how nice it was for those two gay men to adopt a baby? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, She probably felt this. the we, most comfortable with you two than she has in a very long time. We, we go in, job. and there's like four kids in there. I'm like, he's, he wasn't even sure they were going to have a high chair. And there's it's like it's like 
K, uh, the the place with the mouse. Well, basically, from my Chuck-y, childhood, Chuck-y cheese. based on my childhood, I know that they do have booster seats at uh, Hooters. <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> da- my dad uh, made a frequent was a frequent visitor after he and my mom had a, you know they had differences of opinion. Like I'll live here and you won't. And so uh, <laughs> my sixteenth birthday party was at Hooters, and so I went all the time as a kid, but. You know, they, they, there was a story out that Hooters, they're blaming millennials for Hooters closing down locations because we like butts now and we boobs. don't like boobs, but back me up. Like, I don't think it's that. I think that guys our age are more respectful. I think things like the Me Too movement and having female friends, like I had female friends talk to me about what, like what emotional impact there is when a guy leers at them, for instance, at work and like how uncomfortable that makes them and, and so to go to Hooters, I went for the first time in years, like about four or five months ago, and it just didn't feel right. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, you feel like it's it's like you can't even just look around the restaurant. Yeah, comfortably. I, at least I can't. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't about. want to be uncomfortable when I eat. Yeah, I I went and for chicken wings and salad, and I had a lovely time. <laughs> and then the other thing He's about like, there's Hooters there's is friends. that the food just isn't that great. I would rather go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Now let's not upset any potential sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, man. I think the Hooters food is really good, and that's one of the bummers for me. Is you know the curly fries, the cheese sauce. Do you really? You really I, think it's good? I it's. Like every chain restaurant, none of the food is as good as 20 years ago. There's something about the the world's restaurants that, and, and maybe it's my taste buds, but it just seems like the quality at every chain restaurant that you go to is greatly dis- diminished over the last like decade, but uh, at least since the recession. And so, yeah, it's not as good as it was, but it's still, I think, pretty good. Hmm. Uh, I, I've never been a, a huge fan. I always get the buffalo shrimp whenever I go. He... I'm sorry to interrupt you as I'm I'm doing a lot tonight. He's inviting Chase. He's so he's so excited Chase, to have friends. He's Chase, in- was, Chase was uh, Chase okay. was like I didn't think I was supposed to come to this one. I it, said, well, you can. We're half Jeremiah is that Jeremiah is terrified of not having a four a third co-host. Here. Yeah, no. He doesn't think. Listen, Chris. He he has such little faith in I have, your abilities. I have no faith that Spangle can carry a show. <laughs> I, I do. I do ten hours a week. I work at a radio show. I do every single day the Chris Spangle show. I do uh, my uh, a podcast where I talk into a microphone for twenty to forty five minutes. Let's I've been talk really, about that for a second. I've been I've really enjoyed, enjoying. Yeah, the last two weeks or so, you've had the Chris Spangle show yeah. going every day, and Tad Talk has all of a sudden been resurrected. Yeah, yep. TTD. Uh, and I listened to Tad talk about nine eleven yesterday, that, <laughs> oh, and God. he did a very good job. Uh, it was it was excellent. Tad Talk is one of the um, undiscovered gems on the We Are Libertarians network. Mm-hmm. And so Tad has done this show for a long time, and at one point had fifteen hundred downloads an episode, which is huge. That's crazy. It's it's big. Like it, it is. Uh, it's a lot. Like most podcasts, the average is two hundred downloads an episode. Really? Yeah, that's the average that's for it. most. Podcasts. That's it. We blow we that away. Yeah, we're, we're no. I mean, most people make it seven to ten episodes, and they go, "I'm not making money, and I'm not famous yet. Why am I not famous yet? So I'm not doing this anymore. It's it's an expensive hobby. It's you know, it is for me a side job, and so people have weird expectations when they get into this. But Tad, you know, kind of hit a wall and kind of pod faded after about eighteen, which is not abnormal. He came on Weird Libertarians. And you know, he he came in. He rode his horse into the into the Weird Libertarian studio, and I took the whip off of his horse and I cracked it on his back, and I said, "Tad, you're a great man. You're 
you have two million downloads in Turkey alone. <laughs> you have so much talent to give. The bots, the Turkey bots. You have to do more. You have the audience. The audience every day begs me more Tad. And he his, said, "His show actually is really, really good. It is. It, 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 so Tad, what Tad does is, is a libertarian comedian's look at the daily news, and it's a fun listen because he doesn't talk. He talks about the news, but he also talks He's, about like Tad's just reading the internet. It, and yes. it's great. And you hear Tad literally clicking through, going, reading the story, yeah. and going, "Oh God, these people are dumb." And he reads the story, and yeah. then you get a little quick quip, and it's just you go story to story to story. Yeah, and it's normally stuff you've read, you've seen it, so right. you have an idea what the story is." Uh, it's a great show. Tad is one of the, the we are libertarians is blessed with a lot of talent. James Nees, for instance, is one of the mods on 4chan. Like he's one of the pioneers of the internet, basically of all the horrible <laughs> things you see. Ma- mainly, James you know, James Nees is the reason why Aaron Dickin is afraid. Still, still just a little nervous to be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know when Stone was coming up, we were like, maybe we shouldn't invite James. Uh, we don't want to corrupt uh, young Stone, but. Uh, the, uh, who was I talking about? Tad. Tad is one of the original. We were talking about James Neese. Tad is one of the original viral sensations on YouTube. He had millions of That's hits. That's right. I forgot about that for a basketball video. For basketball dunking and white rapping. And then he <laughs> the was white, one, white rapping. White rapping. Uh, his SoundCloud is still full of, oh. of, of, of hits he dropped back uh, in 07. And he, he didn't become famous. He didn't catch the break that Post Malone did. No. How sad. How sad is that? He was one of the first people to get banned off of YouTube. <laughs> was he really? Yes. Free Alex Jones. <laughs> Free, he was a decade ahead of his time. So Tad just has like this very funny. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And he's got this character, Tad Western, and uh, it's no holds barred. It's a it's quite a shootout every day. So rustle you up some at uh, WeAreLibertarians.com or look for it on your podcast app. The Chris Spangle Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty, We Are Libertarians is the flagship show. Uh, the Brian Nichols Show, which is a great interview program, and Brian does a really good job of covering. He talked to a Democrat. I listened to that episode. What is that about? Yeah, I don't uh, know. I've uh, talked to him. Uh, Brian list, uh, had on a guy from uh, Herkimer, New York, right, uh, Northern New York. So it's it, and it's actually comes within about three miles the district that he this guy's running for uh, from where I lived in in New York, where, yeah. I, was, where I was brought up. Uh, and he's a very progressive fellow. But his his entire last episode was hey. We need to replace the people in politics because it's the old people that are in it for themselves, and we we need to elect millennials and, and younger people, no matter what they are, because they're they're actually gonna they're not gonna be motivated by getting in government, and getting yeah. rich. It's a really really interesting episode. Yeah, so he's up to like episode thirty five or thirty six. You guys are up to seventy seven. Tad's up, you know, in the thirties. He's doing a daily show. I'm doing a daily show. We're doing two a week for We Are Libertarians. You know, and, uh, everybody who's on the network right now is really dedicated, really motivated to do a good job and has an interesting point of view that is unique. And I, I am, uh, I'm a libertarian, but I'm not, uh, your average libertarian. I'm, I'm probably more moderate. Um, I, I, you're okay with those stop signs. Well, I think people, people would look at me on like Facebook and they, some people are like, you're a Trump supporter. And then other people are like, you're such a leftist. And then other people are like, you're an Alex Jones supporter. And then other people are like, you're so centrist. Why don't you write for the weekly standard? And like, I want it that way. And I want a network full of people who have that same point of view, who have a different way of looking at things, a different way of thinking about things and have an irreverent pre- presentation style. I think what you guys have done here at Boss Hog of Liberty, what I really love about what you guys have done is you had to make a choice because I choose to be as broad as possible. I want as many people to listen. I don't do a show for libertarians. My podcasts are not for libertarians. My podcasts are for 
regular people who want to understand the news, and it's from a libertarian point of view, and so you're going to like it because it's different, and it's not Sean Hannity or Rachel Maddow. It's going to make you mad half the time. It's going to you know, make you mad. You're going to love the other half depending on where you come from, but it's not just catered towards libertarians. And so I have a different way of looking at things, and I try to be as broad as possible because I want a, I want a broad audience. And, um, you know, that's paid off. But you guys, when you started this, you know, Jared, you specifically, you weren't really, and nobody, I don't think anybody really knows when they start a podcast. You just start talking and figure it out as you it, go. It's always totally different 20 episodes in. If it's not, then you're yeah. not doing a good job. Like, and so, you know, we're now up to like 318 episodes on We Are Libertarians. I'm 20 into the Chris Spangle show and it's already kind of evolving. And, uh, you guys are 75, 77 in. And what you, you had to make a choice at a certain point of, do we want to do a broad show for a libertarian audience and get We Are Libertarians listeners? Or do we want to do a show that's locally focused? A show that is really targeted towards the Henry County community, well, Newcastle. Lo- locality and the place that we are in, the local, the local issues came naturally for us because that's uh, what we pay attention to anyway. Right. That's what we had already start- been paying attention to. Uh, both of us are really heavily involved in the local Libertarian Party, and yeah. it was uh, so we we kind of have to pay attention to those issues because of that reason. Right. So because of that, it, then uh, and we like having guests, and it's a whole lot easier to get local guests. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, totally but, easier. Uh, but we we can get people from Indianapolis. We've had people come up all the way from sure. from damn near Louisville, uh, but on the regular and having conti- continuing contributors, when you deal with those types of issues, it makes it. It makes it very possible. And I'll be honest, I've never really done interviews because I hate the whole Skype setup. I hate adjusting schedules. I hate having to run home from work early or having to like take a big chunk of a Saturday or I just like, I, God bless Brian Nichols and what he does or our friends over at Lions of Liberty and, and the Johnny Rocket, or the, the Blast Off podcast now with Johnny Rocket. But I just, I just don't, I've never wanted to do that kind of show because I think guests are such a hassle. And I think what you guys have done with your guests is you've taken people and we we make sh- a ridiculous demand that they show up in person, except for Robin Miller. All, pretty much every guest we've had has yeah. been an in person guest. Yeah, and and uh, well, here's the thing too is that uh, the the people that we have on there's a, there's this problem in Henry County and in other counties all around the state and around the nation. Yeah, the turkey got killed. Yeah, that is a big problem. It a big was a crisis, but. Uh, there's this problem in all these counties where the county people don't know who their county officials are. Yeah. They don't know who is uh, running the boards. They don't know who is on their you know, different councils. They don't know who their state representative is. They just know their names if they even voted. Yeah. Right. And so, you know somebody's you know somebody's in government, but you don't know. Well, okay, so you're you're a county councilman or you're a county yeah. commissioner. What does that think, do, and how yeah. is that different than the next guy? What, why why hasn't our for? county council adapted this? All? Uh, ordinance yet well here's why yeah. let the county councilor explain to you why this is going on or why n- they didn't adopt this ordinance because that's not their job like, right that coming from the elected officials and have it and providing them a platform is also is almost as valuable to us uh, as anything it's huge because what you find what's great about new media is that um you know working with old media over the last 15 years you watch national and, you know, like Jonathan Martin, who works for the New York Times. I met him when he worked for Politico. I, I've worked with people like, um, 
I, I don't want to name any local names, but I'm, I've worked with a lot of people. There's some really good journalists who are trying to do what a good journalist should do, which is show up and notice things and then report on what exactly happened at that event. And there's not a lot of that. And so in, in, what I try to do is I don't try to have a point of view. I try to just watch what's going on or notice things in my own life or notice patterns and trends around me or in the news and then talk about that stuff. Because I think there's so much media out there that has an agenda already set and they're just showing up to fill out the quotes. And right. so what like a Joe Rogan does, for instance, is he sits down with somebody like Elon Musk and just lets him talk for an hour and a half. And yeah, he may not press him on some of the bigger issues involving his companies, but you get a sense of who the guy is. You actually see who the human being is. And that's the great thing about podcasting and, you know, the new media platform that you guys have set up is that you're allowing those, those people to become human to your local community. You can, Whereas get, it, you can get a guest to come on your show because they right. know you're not going to come on for four minutes. Get to make barely make a point. Right. The guest interrupts you and you move on. Right, right. Joe Rogan or our show or you know it, we're libertarians. You actually get the opportunity to sit there and explain yourself, and we're not going to rush off to break. Right. We're not going to disappear. You're not going to lose your opportunity. And God bless your local newspaper. They do what they can and with the limited resources they have, but they're still stuck in that old mindset of show up, get a quote, plug it into the story. It, it, here's what has always been important to the newspaper. Well, what you guys are doing is you're saying, okay, let's have this guy on and find out what's important to that person, you know, and ask questions and what's important to us. Things like the doughboy, like what's going on with this? What's going on with wind? Let's take a camera and show it up. And this is something that I saw, um, your buddies here. Uh, what I our, saw our buddy when I, uh, when I <laughs> worked for the Libertarian Party of Indiana, I traveled around the state to, Almost probably 75% of the counties. There's 92. So I went to a lot of counties. And what I found is that every single county in this state, and I have now since learned pretty much every single county in this country, has a big project that some local politician wants to put their name on. It's going to cost the county $100 million, and it probably could cost 50 And And 15% of the residents hate it. Right. 65% don't know that it's there. Exactly. And then the other 20, 20% are okay with it. Yeah. And but so, that 15% is always a, the most incredibly loud group of people that yep. you've ever seen in your life, and those 20 people, 20% that are in favor of it, they don't care. Yeah. Right. So they don't, they just think, oh, okay, our government has uh, its hands in this and it's going to happen. Like whether I'm not thinking of anything specific, but that just seems how every single project that, that passes through the hands of local government, ha like that's the way that it works. I saw, I met Jared through his parents because I knew his parents a year or two before I knew him. And so it's 2009, I think, 2010. Normally my mom and dad pick my friends for me. Yeah, exactly. I heard he was close to your mom. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Very, very hey, welcome, close. welcome Chase Payton to the studio. Right. Hey, guys, watch okay. this. Watch this. <laughs> Dakota's going to get up and leave. So what I, what I saw with Jeremiah's parents, they joined the Libertarian Party. They formed a county party. And their first order of business was to take a, a camcorder, a camera, out to the local county commissioner's meetings. And ask questions. And you would have thought that they were terrorists because all of a the sudden these people who have been there for 25 years who have never seen a person who they represent because nobody goes to the county commissioner or county council meetings 
they're they're panicking. Oh, it's it cre- it because a lot of discomfort the first time a camera shows up at a at a meeting. And you would you would not believe how many of those like the impulses to immediately shut that down. No, don't put this on YouTube. What are you doing that for? And so what what your parents were able to do is save the taxpayers a lot of money because these people were getting away with BS and secret. They're not bad people. It's just they have a certain way of thinking, and somebody new showed up, and they think, well, nobody's really paying attention, so we don't have to be that tough on this. And what I saw your parents do with a video camera was change the way that local government worked. And so what you guys have done at Boss Hog of Liberty is put a shell around that that's fun. So do some of that stuff. Go keep local government accountable, but then at the same time have a fun interaction with people. Talk with local of- officials. You know, find people like Chase who are funny and uh, and I'm that, not that, funny. that people want to listen to, and then find people like Cade. And so then you have <laughs> <laughs> so you you end up having like a really um, interesting dynamic in the community. And I think you guys have shown that libertarians are not crazy. That they have, uh, they have and deserve a seat at the table and that they can serve in their local government. And I think that every county in the United States should have a boss hog of liberty, you know, and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication. You guys probably spend five to 10 hours a piece, you and, and Dakota on about the boss hog of liberty. It costs you money out of your pocket, but pretty much anything worth doing does. It takes effort. And so if you actually want to change the way that your government functions, you've got to put some time and effort into it. The yeah. uh, Guys, it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to this up. Yeah. Uh, we don't need any strippers on here, Chase. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. wind farms are cool. Oh, I wow, <laughs> boomers suck. Oh, I like this show. What, did you get me one? Is this custom? Uh, this what, did, is, what did you do? Oh, no. If you don't get me my birthday is Saturday, I want a three X of that. But flip it around, put the wind farms on the back and boomers suck on the front. I I don't know. I, I didn't this know you had this to get is custom. Made. Do you, is this an iron on? Do you print this yourself? I uh, I I sent the picture online, <laughs> and they uh, they built it for me. Wind farms are cool, people. <laughs> what a troll job, Chase. It's very funny. Unreal. Someone like Harry Price that ended up printing that. Yes, <laughs> I kept it local. Harry. Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, I don't know where we're at in the show, but no, I, we're doing fine. I want to. Uh, so any any response to that? I mean, you guys have seen uh, a lot of changes here. Speak of the devil, there's Cade himself. You spoke him into existence. I did. I know you make one joke the and he crowd, came here to kick my ass. The crowd is showing. Uh, you that's you what want I've been doing? I've been trying to look for the mic cord and a mic so that Cade can talk. To you. <laughs> you want to share a seat with me? Uh, oh, uh, hey, we'll sit on Dakota. That. Dakota, I got a cord. I Don't got a, me a mic a in my time. bag and that camera bag over there. Uh, I have another mic. All right, cool. Yeah. So the, uh, the the nice thing that's happened here and the response to the Boss Hog Liberty podcast since we started showing up with our camera at meetings. One, people want to see the video. They're very yeah. excited that we're there. The elected officials have actually begun to embrace it right. to the point where they're saying, hey, are you going to come cover this meeting? Because they want to make sure that the things that get said, people end up playing the game of telephone. Hey, this right. kind of happened at a meeting, and, and we didn't, you know, well, that's not actually what happened. Now now people actually understand what's going on. So yeah. the city of Newcastle has gone out, and they are putting in high-definition video cameras in their city council chambers 
like Rushville has done, following us, basically. Yeah. They, they took our lead, and they've talked to us and looked at the, the equipment we've used, uh, and they're developing that for themselves. Here's the problem with that, though, is that you end up with grandstanding, and that can be one risk of this. It is important because people don't have time to go out and just – Hang out. They don't have time to, you know, they've got kids. The kids have soccer and homework and there's so many demands. You know, Cade's a dad. He can, he can speak to that. It's hard to carve out time to, to go and do things. And if it is available online for people to kind of watch if they're, if they're interested. Secondly, if you're a candidate and you're running for office and you aren't attending these meetings, like even if you're running for a, a congressional race, if you're not attending your hometown meetings and county council meetings, you're not doing your job as a candidate because you really need to understand the local issues. Is this weird for you? No, I, I was la- I was still laughing so, at the shirt. You need to show. If, Kate. if you're listening, oh. if you're listening, uh, ch- and then and you don't have the video. Look at the back. Dakota got up to try to make accommodations <laughs> for Cade. Chase stole his spots. Front and center. This is my new podcaster. You want your spot back? Because this is kind of <laughs> weird. That's all right. I'm okay. Okay. It's a little bit cooler over here. That's yeah. I was trying to see what was going on with the So this place is really cool. Yeah, this is the first time you've been in here. Dakota and yeah. I have been coming over on the regular trying to get this set up, and I think this is the first time for Kate I think that uh, Jeremiah was just trying Kate to low-key shame Chase for not helping. Uh, <laughs> listen, I almost offered my services. So and then I was like... Nah. He was too busy making a shirt. <laughs> you, were, you were elected head toilet cleaner, though. I, I heard that part. Um, <laughs> that's fine. I'll, I'll no, do no, next week. No, no, don't you, don't you let him boss you around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, let me, no, let me talk to, I'm talking to Cade and yourself. Okay. Danny already knows this. Cause Danny's had to put up with this forever. <laughs> Danny's not new to the family. When Jeremiah fancies himself a life coach. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. He Ch- likes to help. Chase, Chase knows. And sometimes you just have to say, you know what? I appreciate how much you love friendship and how much you want to be my friend, but leave me the, Alone. I, I'm starting to learn that because he's forced me into a lot of stuff I just don't want to do. Yeah, it took a while for me to chase, but then I learned that if you say no, you don't hurt his feelings. Right. He's a salesman. So I will volunteer, though, first week at the toilet cleaning because I, I want to get it out of the way. We probably won't mess it up too much. But when it's your turn, Jer, oh. I am just going to blast it. I, I, I can't hear him. Yes. I will, I will definitely eat the ghost peppers again just for Jeremiah's cleaning day. Try that, Cade. Working now? Yeah, there you go. All right, there you go. I, I'm going to personally uh, demolish that toilet. Because <laughs> I've had to put up with this for eight, nine years? Nine years. We just had our nine-year Facebook anniversary. I know. You got me nothing. <laughs> yeah, you got me nothing. Uh, other than this podcast, he was and going to he was going to buy you something at the Dollar General, which that was where we were before we started the show, and uh, we ended up making him put it away like he was a kid in Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how much I do for this show? Do you oh, know please. how much this show costs me? Please tell me seven dollars. No, much more than that. Many many services. You're on iHeartRadio now. We are. I, not only do you get services that I pay for, you get my knowledge. Which is $150 an hour value. Really? By the way, yeah. Those are lawyer rates, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a 15 year veteran. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Look, if I can make you guys into local celebrities, then I'm really good. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, Jer. Yes. Sometimes I don't feel, I feel appreciate, I feel appreciated too much in certain areas <laughs> and not enough in others. Uh, what areas I, do you feel I like don't you are know. too much? Do you, do you feel like we should have two per- birthday parties a year for you? Is that I'm going to need saying? 25% of your Patreon. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, here come the taxes. Well, okay. I, I feel it's only right that you start tithing. Chris, that would have been okay before he made his wife drop her Patreon donation. I wasn't going to bring this up because, as you know, I'm a classy, classy man with manners and... Uh, one day I log into my Patreon. We're growing. We're go- it's fantastic. Everything's moving forward. Big, like hundreds of dollars a month because people love what people all the time are telling me. We love what your libertarians and what you're doing. <laughs> then I had one drop, and it was Sarah Morrill. And I thought I'm hurt, you but think, I understand. You think maybe it's an accident. Maybe her her card went bad. So you go and you check the comments. Yeah, Jer made me do it, <laughs> and you know what? I got what? thrown under the bus so hard. I don't. I don't blame Sarah. I blame you. She see. She knows that I'm the one that does all the Patreon stuff. Right. So she put the exact same comment on ours. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jer made me do it. Now, is this a consolidation of household finances? Well, it seems silly to take money out of. The left pocket and then give it back to the right pocket. They they have to start and saving money up for the new baby. We can't make that announcement yet, Chase. Oh, sorry. I can't wait it, to meet little Chris. No, but um, my wife and Jeremiah's wife were drinking at Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> yesterday and had a long conversation about when they are going to have children. Were you, was, were you a little uncomfortable? No, I was just sitting there listening. Like, why are we having? Like, why is this conversation <laughs> how, going? How long on? are you giving them? Them? Yeah. Um, Sarah last night said 14 months. 14 months. I, I'm saying five. I, 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 word on the street is he's trying faster than that. <laughs> the, uh, I, all I know is that there's about seven years left and I'm, I'm up 50 bucks on Dakota. Yep. Is there a bet? Yeah. There was a bet, yeah. There was a bet made poolside on probably episode six. I, that was, it was a while ago. It, it, it was, was pre-married me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Idealistic. Dakota. Yeah. Non-beaten like, oh, down Dakota. We'll Back when you were well, a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> and and at that time, Audrey was going to, she was trying to be a doctor, so she was going to be going to medical school, and it was like, Now well, she's, she's just trying not to be depressed. <laughs> now, <laughs> now she's like, now she's like, you know what? Let's just get a job. I'm over college. So, <laughs> I'm, I don't want to do eight more years of this. Yeah. Probably not a bad idea. That's, that's what I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, what do I need to finish my degree for? Yeah, um, I did that after two years. So, yeah. Look so, at you now. You make eight I times what... I have a what, studio. Yeah. Before... <laughs> yeah, that podcast money. Before yeah. everybody started rolling in here, you were talking about your shows. Right. And one of the shows is the Chris Spangle show. That's right. The latest episode, episode nineteen, is is basically best I can describe it as you confessing because well, you were afraid there might be charges at some point. Yeah, I wanted Dakota to finish praising the shows and how great they are, but he just walked away. So I'll let him get back to that afterwards. But um, so the Chris Spangle show is basically a twenty minute conversation between me and the audience. So we are libertarians is very produced. Do you and take very, phone calls so that uh, they can get back to you? No, no, I don't want to hear from the audience. I want to talk at them. I mean, talk to them. It's a one way. And uh, so, you know, it, it's a commitment because you've got a. It's a different muscle than doing a one show or two show a week thing because doing a daily show is. It, Tad and I have talked about this. It's a lot different. And it's different in a fun way, but it's also different in a hard way because you have to con- – like you don't it, – it's more of a constant churn than than just like a – you know, save your best stuff for this two hours um, because you're putting out so much more. So, you know, you have to – anytime you get some spare time, you've got to like take the time to record and sit down. And so I was going to do kind of some reflection on 9-11 
and uh, I was going to go to a park because I was doing an interview with our friend Abdul at WIBC uh, at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and I had finished up at the BMV. I had scheduled three hours for the BMV, and I was like, okay, but it took an hour and a half, and so I had some time to kill. So I went to the Kennedy King Park in Indianapolis where Robert Kennedy gave this amazing speech the night that Martin Luther King was killed. It's this five-minute speech, but it's so moving. If you've never heard it, go look it up on YouTube. And uh, so there's a monument there of Kennedy and King, and it's just kind of a cool place. And I thought, you know, it's the only park between me and where I'm going, and that'd be a great place to record a podcast. So I get there. And, um, I'm, I walk out and like, I'm gonna, they had added some new monuments. They had added like this headstone with a bunch of the speech written on it. So I went and got a photo of that. And then to my right was this, that was three Asians and uh, two girls and a guy. They were all about 20, 25. And they were standing in front of this mural on this wall that's like 20 feet high of King and Kennedy. And taking photos with signs, and it had something about Korea and peace, and so I was like, okay, they must be like North, or I mean South Korean, and they must be students. So I'll go over and see what they're doing. So I go over and I, I engage them because I'm I'm uh, curious, and I you know maybe there's content here. It's a perspective that I've not heard before. And boy, was there content. There was content, <laughs> and so. You know, they didn't really speak great English. I don't think the two of them, two of them didn't speak English. Uh, Judy didn't speak English. Cy, he didn't speak English. This was their Cy names. Was there. And then, they just, um, they just like opened up the American book and said, ah, that's the name. <laughs> yes. And then uh, I think her name was Selena or C- Cecilia or something. And, uh, she spoke some English. And so I said, so what are you guys here for? And they said, we, we want the pe- we want the peace with the United States and we don't want the war anymore. And we want, we want the two, we want, uh, there to be one unified Korea. I said, great. I, I agree with you. Uh, so I started asking them more questions, um, just because I wanted to like, all right, you know, maybe there's some point of view here because it's not, you don't run into people from South Korea that are politically motivated every day in Indianapolis. Yeah. And so, <laughs> But none of their answers really added up. Like, they all kind of, like, made sense, but not from a point of view that I've ever really heard, except for when I watched Netflix movies about North Korea. (laughs) And they were very interested in one Korea, but they didn't want two states, which is not normal. They, uh, they, they had just like, that's kind of something we've right. heard the last little while though. The last six months or so since Trump solved our North Korean problem. Yes. That they're going to reunify. They, they yeah, did. But he previously himself. to that, it's always been, we want a, one United Korean peninsula, right. but we want two separate two states. Two separate states, right. And it, because that's still the mainstream opinion over there, but you're starting to hear that little exactly chirp. So the, the, a lot of stuff just didn't really add up in their story, but it was fine because maybe there's a language barrier there, and it's probably nothing. So, you know, I I said, hey, I do a podcast. You know, I've got thousands of people listening across the, the country that are really sympathetic to your point of view, so I want to get your information because I'd love to do a podcast with you maybe or, like, have more information on your group, so let me give you my contact info. And their eyes lit up. And so, always oh, a celebrity. <laughs> well, you know, and I always drop that card because if I want to interview somebody, I want it to be worth their time. Like I don't like I use audience size to make sure that they understand that they're not like just talking to me and a hundred other libertarians. Like because uh, that's the another reason that I never did interviews is because it, to me it never made sense for them to talk to like such a minuscule amount of the population. But so now that it is kind of worth somebody's while, I will say that. 
And so they go, oh, before you go, can we get a photo? I said, oh, absolutely. I'd love to get a photo. Now, I'm thinking we're going to take a selfie. Of course. Right. Because these are, you know, teen, like basically teenagers. These are millennials, these little 20-year-olds. You think right? you're going to take a puppy face picture. Right. We're yeah. going to get out the Snapchat. I'm going to have the dog ears, all that yeah. all that stuff. And you're so, going to be Larry, your, your famous character, Larry, that they took away from him. Right. I'll take a selfie with you. Right. And so they go, okay, you stand here. And then all of a sudden, they unfurl the banner. They they stand on one side of me. The kid gets down to get the whole mural. I look over, and the girl has the black power fist <laughs> like this. And I went, no. Because <laughs> in my mind, I've just turned into John Kerry, and this is my swift boat moment. And I, uh, Career is over. I will never be able to run for office because it was clearly a propaganda photo. And having having <laughs> the guy that doesn't speak English said, "Got him." You heard, yeah. you heard that one clearly. No, they literally before we took the photo, I was talking. He's like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to." And then he says something, and they go, "Oh yeah." I was like, "Oh, what does oh yeah mean?" <laughs> well, it means propaganda photo. And so I, so they unfurl, and I'm standing there, and I like, I like smile real big for the camera, and then I realize what's happening. Because I, they, they managed to meet the one person in Indiana that has spent hours studying North Korean propaganda. <laughs> and because, I, because you have a bit of a reputation, dear leader. Uh, that's part of the problem is that I have photoshops of my face on Kim Jong-un all over the place. I talk about North Korean peace. People jokingly call me dear leader. Like the Ministry of Friendship and Propaganda is our Facebook group at We Are Libertarians. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, because that was part of but I also wanted to understand like their culture and how like they structure the North Korean society. But I also thought it'd be funny to like find out like the propaganda phrases and then turn that into like libertarian phrases because it's the juxtaposition that's funny. And so I know a lot about North Korean propaganda. And so it's, I am now in my mind sitting there thinking I'm, they think they've got the Rush Limbaugh of America and they're going to use this photo for propaganda because what they do – somebody asked how would they use this photo. Well, so they, they push a few narratives that the American government is bloodthirsty and they want to start a war at all times. They'll, they'll come and rape our country and our people. And the, the, But at the same time, even their own people don't agree with them. Look, even their people think that the American government is wrong. And so this photo, in their mind, they're talking to somebody who has like any kind of – political influence which i don't yeah. and they're gonna oh this, don't, be, don't be shy this is gonna be used i'm gonna this is gonna pop up i'm gonna end up on a f- no fly list I- anything <laughs> your face is on a missile somewhere right now <laughs> i'm just, just being painted i was as just we speak being friendly are I, you are you friends with rocket man on facebook yeah no i i i thought i was just being He's i was like on twitter <laughs> You know, like they weren't very clear where they were from. They were here on a visiting visa. It was all very sketchy, so, and they gave no details. I want to point out, we were talking about all the podcasts earlier, and I was bragging on them. But I, I do try to listen to the Chris Spangler show daily, because it, it is, you are pushing out really quality content. You're Thank the, you. the Ben Shapiro of uh, centrism. And uh, so I open up the feed of today. the middle of the road. <laughs> I open up the feed today, and it He's says... He's complimenting me. Shut up. <laughs> it says... How I ended up in North Korea propaganda. And so I thought, what is this? So I listened through it. It's it's only a fifteen minute episode, right. and I listened. To it. I was laughing the whole time, and then uh, 
Because you recorded like five minutes after it happened. Yeah, the second. And I'll and explain why in a moment. I got to the destination that I was going to as I was listening to the podcast, and I opened up my Facebook feed, and the first picture that pops up is the picture of you with the banner. <laughs> <laughs> so I immediately, like, I'm like, uh-oh. Because if I'm right, and th- this is North Korean propaganda, this could be very tr- problematic for me, Right. So you never know what the Homeland Security you're, folks you're or the disappear. NSA will find. Right. It could be, it could be a problem on, on, in America or in North Korea. So I immediately like walk away a little bit and take a photo of them. And then I'm like, Hey, could you text me that photo? So I have their phone number. They texted me the photo. You know, I got, I got the license plate number. Like I took, I did certain <laughs> things to make sure that if I were in a jam, I had all these I've pieces seen this of movie information. Before all of that would just disappear, right? Yeah, and so you were still in trouble. I, they texted me the photo, which I'm so happy they did because it's hilarious. <laughs> because they are they are very menacing and all in black, and then I look like I am crapping my pants. <laughs> you do. the The look on your face is like if you've ever gone through a haunted house and the guy jumps out at you, but they flash the camera at the same time <laughs> to try to get you to buy a picture at yes. the end. That is Chris's face. Like, the guy jumping out at him, he just is pure and sheer terror. (laughs) It's episode 19 of the Chris Spangle Show. I've got the photo in the post on wearelibertarians.com, so just go look for that, or you can go look through my cover photos on Facebook. (laughs) And so I immediately walk away. I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I can't just, like, not say anything to anybody, so I immediately get a – I pull out my Twitter and Facebook. I'm like, if this were ever to come back on me (laughs) – then I should make this as public as humanly possible right now for two reasons. First, if I get if this comes up again and this is what I think it is, I have been very transparent about it. And <laughs> two, it's hilarious. And like, also, <laughs> if you get suicided, we all know why. Right. <laughs> and so I I immediately tweet out 100% chance that I was just photographed for North Korean propaganda. Immediately started getting likes. I start po- I post the photos of them so people can see that I'm, you know, what's going on. And I had my field recorder with me because I was going to do a podcast. So I walk away from them and I immediately start recording this episode because I want an accurate record. Because if I'm ever asked about this, my memory is not great. And so I want it on tape exactly everything that I remember along with the photos. And so, and it's also very funny. Uh, so it's, it's, it's too, so, and then I met our friend Abdul and I immediately, like, I haven't texted or emailed the person, uh, from the see something, say something people, but I do have contacts at the local, uh, FBI office if I need to. Um, but someone on, um, so here's the best, here's the, something that wasn't in the episode that you may not even know, Dakota. So I go to the circle because that's where Abdul's at. So I'm standing on the, the monument. circle in downtown Indianapolis. Right. And so it's a very public open space and I'm standing outside on the monument. I pull out my laptop. I pull out my recorder and I'm going to edit this and upload it immediately because it's very funny. It won't take that long. And so I'm standing there editing with my computer. The guy, this homeless guy sees that I have a computer. So he thinks I have money. And so, uh, so he walks up to me. He's like, Hey, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm like, I'm not so well. Cause I've already got this planned out, how this is going to go. I'm not so well. Oh, that's too bad. What's wrong? I just got photographed for North Korean propaganda. <laughs> and he immediately, he immediately goes, What? I go, uh, yeah, it was just not, it's, I'm not, it, things are not good right now. I sound as 
and I'm like sounding as panicked as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, do you think they're after you? I go, 100%. I'm going to call the FBI immediately. (laughs) And I can see in this guy's eyes, he's not mentally ill. He's just down on his luck. He thinks I'm insane. Yeah. He He thinks thinks you just arrived today and he's in danger. He goes, uh, can I pray for you? I was like, please, I need it. (laughs) So we pray. He hits me up for money. I give him $10 and he skedaddles because he doesn't want the part of the FBI. But it, I can I'll, I pray for you? Usually it's the other way around. Usually right. it's the person they ask for money that says no, but I'll pray for you. No, but, but he still got ten bucks out of you. What yeah. sane person says I just got photographed for North Korean <laughs> propaganda? Nobody should believe this story. If I didn't have photographic evidence, you'd all lock me up. The picture is still my favorite thing, and they took the banner. It's you need to go look at it's it. It's so big. It's such a huge banner, and there's there's like. 10 feet between Chris and the people on either side. <laughs> Cause I, and so they, they apparently spell Korea with a C because the Japanese, when they invaded and occupied Korea, which was what led to the rise of Kim Il sung, the Japanese refused to have any country that started higher in the alphabet than J. So they changed it to Korea with a K to basically keep them uh, to, to make sure they knew their place, but also for that reason. So that's why there's a C in it. And so somebody in the wall audience took it and put it on Reddit. And so <laughs> apparently, so, and Reddit is full of people that just like to investigate. Yes, exactly right. And so I can't. I don't have it in front of me, but essentially. This is South Korean propaganda. I've been used for South Korean propaganda. The, what the the Reddit poster surmised it was, it was a bilingual banner, right? So it had yeah. it had the English version, and then it had the the Korean letters, the Korean language letters beneath it. Yeah. So this is apparently a new communist leftist group in South Korea <laughs> that is trying to that is sympathetic to North Korea. Oh no! But they when I talked to them about how they felt about their the the current prime minister is very leftist like he's a very far left person they didn't like him that's how far the left these guys are and so apparently i've been used for their propaganda i'm sure i'm on their facebook page i i need more wall audience people to investigate this but it's a call to arms yeah these are these are probably north korean sympathizers who live in the south (laughs) guys i don't know if it's safe to be in the same room with them so get this. They're after him 100%. We should have had him call in. So <laughs> yeah, when I worked for the Libertarian Party of Indiana, my mom's next-door neighbor, uh, Fred, sent a forward to his sister, who hates him, in Virginia, and said, you know, somebody really should do something about that Obama guy, but was much more violent about it. She forwarded it to the FBI. So they roll up to the house next door to the one that I'm living in. And they confiscate his guns and his computers and spend a week interrogating him. When it comes time to uh, answer the question, do you know anybody who wants to overthrow the government? He goes, the neighbor kid next door does something along those lines. (laughs) (laughs) So that combined with being in North Korea and South Korean propaganda, I hope that I can fly to Florida in a a few weeks. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it was... I walked away and I was like, this is a great story, but this could only happen to me. This is, yeah. <sighs> I, I was like starting to listen to that episode and I was on the verge of like, he's exaggerating. Uh, right. You know, like this, this. I never exaggerate. I was like, he, this is just like. <laughs> Told you a million times. He, not he to needed content and he's just exaggerating. But then you, I listened just kept listening and i was like i'm not sure that you can just like make this up off the top of your head 
And then I opened Facebook and saw the picture, and I just busted <laughs> out. It, it is 100%. Every single word that I said in that podcast is totally true. There, there is nothing about it that is it is exaggerated one bit. It is. It completely happened to me, and uh, I'm very excited about it because it, if this just happened to a regular person, think of the gift that would have been lost to humanity. The story deserved <laughs> to be told. This deserved to happen well, to someone. Well, you're right. They legitimately thought that they had someone with influence that they were going to get a picture with, and they were going to be able to say, look, Chris Spangle of We Are Libertarians is sympathetic to our cause. Okay, because I am sympathetic to their cause. I do think we should have a peace treaty. And, like, I put in my – because he added my contact. Instead of just texting me the photo, he created a new contact. And so because I wanted to – I look forward to you being featured as a talk radio host in South Korea. (laughs) I love kimchi. (laughs) So I do love the Korean people, and I do think that it is uh, sad what has happened to North Korea and the – the hell that they have to live under, like Kim Jong Un, and I want to make it clear that I do not sympathize with Kim Jong Un one little bit. I don't think <laughs> that's that not he's what a nice I heard. person. Yeah, but uh, you know, South Korean, like the people in South Korea, are like six inches taller than the people in North Korea because of malnutrition. Like they're, you know, you see the effects of communism and socialism versus capitalism in the two countries, and it's such a striking like comparison between the two it's it's really like i don't know how you can say capitalism doesn't work when you look at the two examples it's, a, it's an excellent a and b yeah right? i mean it's it's a it's an unfortunate 60 year test where you yeah gotta, you, the you, pictures from space at nighttime yeah are just will take your breath away the korean people are fundamentally great people even the the north koreans like if you really read into the, the Koreans, they seem like uh, amazing people. Even if you watch the propaganda movies, and like there was a movie about North Korean propaganda where this super communist American goes and like learns how to make communist movies from their from their people, and like everybody just seems like super nice. I don't know. It's it's. Have you guys ever seen the interview? Yes. Yeah. I bet well, you. When, I bet when, you hate that movie. When, when Spangle said he watches YouTube, uh, Netflix videos of North Korean video, North Korea. I figured that's all what he meant. Was just watch the interview. <laughs> yeah. No. I there's some like the prop, uh, propaganda game. It's really good. No. See, Jared. Jared lectures me at least once a month about isol- isolating myself. Question mark. So, Jared, we were talking before you got here, Cade, and maybe you, you as well. That you use his name. His name is Chase. Chase, I forgot. You, you uh, can call me whatever you want. So, uh, I get these two confused. Uh, uh, the one that beats people up, and then the one that I'm just wants, the one everyone that's here. wants to, and the one that everyone wants to beat up. Um, it's true. <laughs> so it's because he wears shirts like that. Old people, old people hate me, but it's a good thing you, they're about to you die. Cl- you call their protest a walking graveyard. <laughs> that's what it looked like, Dakota. The number one. Half of them are probably already dead. The number one. One most important thing in broadcasting is you must have an emotion. People have to feel something, even if it's hate, if it's fear, if it's love. And so I support you making fun of boomers. I do it too. I don't. I, I mean, I'm paid by boomers, have so you, I can't have hate you them printed too much, a T-shirt. I have not yet. <laughs> um, but uh, it's very funny. But yeah, no, I uh, I was saying that um, you know I deal with people all day long. My job's very mental. I go, I'm interacting with my coworkers all day. We're writing comedy bits. I work for the Bob and Tom show during the day, and so it's it's a lot. And then I come home, and so you know my days go from six a.m. to nine p.m. pretty much every day. 
And so I'm mentally exhausted by the do, time do the weekend. Do have a violin? Or so anything? by the yeah. time the weekend comes around. So Six to nine, Cade. Can you, can you imagine? Friday. This is the world's smallest violin playing for you. <laughs> Try thinking sometimes, Jeremiah. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and so by the time the weekend comes, I like to just do nothing. This is the most sinful thing a person can do in Jeremiah's world. He is like, you just got to yep. stop isolating yourself. It's like, no, I'm trying to like... Re- like recoup and just relax yeah, and you're like no this pool. is my fun this is normal yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if i don't read on the weekends i can't talk through the week like but he's like no you have an extra five minutes you need to you need to be around friends <laughs> i'll be over in 10 minutes right. yeah. <laughs> he's i god love him he knows i'm a more uh, biased towards depression so he always <laughs> likes to make sure that i'm 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 not trying to kill myself <laughs> Uh, which I do appreciate, and I and I love that I need someone like Jerry in my life to make sure I'm not isolating myself. But uh, uh, wow! <laughs> Thank wow. God, there's only one. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're at the point in the show where we should probably. You know, we've got we don't have as much time for each of your final thoughts because we wound up with so damn many ghost hosts tonight. Uh, yeah, how'd that happen? Well. Jeremiah kept texting people because he was terrified Harry was not here. He was lonely. <laughs> right. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've talked to the There's entire... There's a chair that's empty. I've we ta- need someone here now. Right. I've talked the entire time. The two of you didn't even get a chance. Cade said hi. That's all he's been able to say. <laughs> Cade, uh, Cade, it's harvest time. I, I suppose you're, uh, this is your last chance you get to go out and leave the house before uh, before all the before How, all the corn and the beans are in. How's your beans? Yeah. Everything, everything looks good. How's We've been beans? getting the combines and heads and everything ready to go, so... Hopefully, here in the next week or two, we'll be able to start harvest. I looked in the Your southern part. Combines. Some of the some of the beans in the southern part of the county are the leaves are gone, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, we've got some time. that are pretty far along. Uh, just waiting on them to finish drying up. I know southern part of the state, a lot of guys are started harvest. Already so starting, yeah. And it, it, when when you come up on a combine, you should definitely honk and pass it as quickly as possible. That's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, let's not do that. So if you're uh, in a motorcycle <laughs> and you see a sprayer, try driving underneath. I no, have I have a couple questions. That'd be for expensive. You, <laughs> what? Shoot. What's the most likely time you guys will be on the road? Because this affects me in the morning, <laughs> all, all hours of the all hours of the day. Okay, okay. There's that. There's no I'm not only anti-boomer. I'm also <laughs> anti-farmers driving on the road <laughs> at eight in the morning when everyone's trying to get to work. Yeah. Now, have Sleep for work earlier. Have the tariffs <laughs> have the tariffs affected you at all? Uh, we had a lot of our stuff sold prior to that. Okay. So it depends on how you manage your farm. Uh, a lot of guys out there don't have their own storage, so it's hard for them to be able to hedge things ahead right. of time. Um, it's really just going to depend on the farm individually. Mm. So. Yeah, the the Chinese were, and this is in the Woodward book, this new Bob Woodward book, where basically... The Episode ch- 17 or 18? Of yeah, the, Chris Engelfield? 18, I review the book for you. I've read about three three quarters of it at this point on audiobook. But So this was actually, as I was driving out here, they talk about how the Chinese targeted specific products for specific like districts. So they targeted soybeans because there are more vulnerable Republicans in districts with soybeans. They targeted bourbon because of Mitch McConnell. They targeted dairy because of Paul Ryan. So they were really smart about what they actually targeted so they could, so they could actually overthrow the Republicans in the House and the Senate. So they're, they're actively, because of the tariffs, they're engaging in political warfare in a very smart way while we're just like, oh, I like steel. Let's, 
text like we're just throwing garbage at the wall like and and it's all totally unnecessary but i thought that was really interesting that they're that the chinese are like they're that sophisticated they're trying in their, in their replies exactly that they are they're specifically trying to make sure the democrats win but it's the russians Yes, that's all, that's all we need to be all. worried about the Russians. Right, those sixty. Not, yeah. yeah, not the tariffs that we started. Because memes make big differences. <laughs> <laughs> Hate it. I'm pretty sure that the We Are Libertarians Facebook page posted more memes about Hillary Clinton than what all of the Russian bots combined did. Easily. So if you look at, I've been part of Facebook you buys. Had, you guys had a meme go. Uh, God retweeted you this week, dude. Oh snap. Yeah, my Elon Musk meme. So there was a wall listener who said something, and then I cleaned it up and turned it into a meme, posted it on Twitter, and it it went viral that it got picked up by the IG account God. IG Instagram. Instagram, for, for yes. The, uh, for the boomers. For the boomers. And that's like <laughs> like 50,000 likes. I should – you know, and somebody's like, why don't you watermark it? Because watermarks don't work. Nobody comes back to your page. I, I was the one that said yeah. watermark yeah. it. They just do, – they don't work. Like, <laughs> was, it, was it the one that was like – yeah, where he's, you know, don't smoke pot because you might end up a billionaire that owns yeah. a car company and a, a, and a rocket, and a rocket scientist. scientist. Yeah. 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 So that, that was me and, uh, Daniel, Daniel Plunkett, I think. So I saw that it got stolen by the Bean Libertarian Facebook page because Cade shared it from their page. How dare you? Yeah, that's the funny thing. There's like four major libertarian meme pages, of which I would say we are one: Liberty Memes, Being Libertarian, and Think Liberty. And we just we just uh, steal each other's memes. You just reappropriate. And so it's funny because there are Being Libertarian guys in the wall group, and I know <laughs> they can see it. So I purposely like whenever they steal our memes, I put it in there, uh, and I should tag Vinny, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, memes are meant to be stolen. Like, I, I think that we have the most amount of leftists on the We Are Libertarians Facebook page. So the big page, the main groups that like the page are, are first veterans, and then second, uh, police officers, then teachers, and then lawyers. A lot of people who get their paychecks from the state. But that's why they like a libertarian page, is yep. because they know what it's like to work with, like, you talk, you talk about, um, Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, right? Um, there, if, if your personal safety plan begins and ends with the government's going to save me, you are going to die because yeah. government is inherently unable to be competent. Like they're just completely incompetent. And so it doesn't matter if you had the best run FEMA agency in the world, you still probably have a very high risk of dying because bureaucracy just can't function in the way that a private company can or the best solution you taking your personal responsibility for your safety into your own hands like there shouldn't be 3000 people yeah. like donald trump did not murder 3000 people in in puerto rico the government didn't well and Those... that's the that's the big fear coming up with the hurricane florence that's about to hit uh, yeah. the carolinas is that fema just doesn't have any money yeah. right now because of puerto rico like yep. Where it's just non-existent. Make no mistake, like the response from the American government and the Trump administration and all the administrations prior that have neglected Puerto Rico, they all have blood on their hands. Like this is a national disgrace. And what Donald Trump said today about Puerto Rico and there being Democrats are making up numbers and like a dozen people died, that is, I think, the most despicable thing Donald Trump has ever said. Like I think that... That is the worst thing I've ever heard him say. Yeah, like, because you're saying, no, not not 3,000 people, <laughs> only 1,000. Six to yeah. 18 is yeah. what he said. Okay. So you're like, people die, dude. Right. Like, 
Americans. I went through that hurricane. Did you? From Florida. Florida. From Florida. It was really cool. You went through it? It was super scary because at a certain (laughs) point you get stuck. Like you cannot leave. And that's when you're like, I could die. It's probably the most fun I've ever had. The most fun? Yeah. We had a good time. That's right. Yeah. Live every day like you might die at any moment. Live like you die. <laughs> Me and my friends just got together and had a great time. Singing Kenny Chesney. All, All right. I'd write out a get back to final you. thoughts here. This is going to turn into a two-hour episode. All right, Chase. Good. You're welcome. Chase. We're, we're skipping. Well, what do you have prepared? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you had enough time. I know. Well, Jared, I'm you tired. Know, it's my first time in the new studio. It looks pretty awesome. Literally the we first time you've TV. been in the building. I did not expect that. Yeah, we've got uh, yeah, we've um, got Dakota's old old TV, and which I brought is a good because football will be on Thursdays now. Yeah, we need so we, we need a, we need some sort of an NFL uh, network connection. He had, you know what makes a good Jeremiah had ESPN two on there, then it was ESPN, and now it's CNN. We've we've cycled around. A few you times. know what makes a good podcast? The host watching TV. Yeah, conversation where you're focused on what the other person is saying. Don't have the TV on while you're podcasting. What are you doing? I would and agree. Kate gets that. it. What happens, what happens if, if there's <laughs> a, if there's a, a tornado? Jared, right if we time. start watching football had that while podcasting earlier. and smoke pot at the same time, we'll be just like Barstool Sports. <laughs> yeah, at one point, Jeremiah Foosball. had the live stream on the computer, a live stream on his phone, and I then he had it other than cast that, into the TV. I can if put the live stream like on the Sons of Anarchy yeah. table. That'd be great. That would yeah. be, be pretty, right? That'd be a Sons pretty of Anarchy have, table. What do you Chris's want? Chris's face carved into the table? Yes. <laughs> That's what we need. Please, yes. let, let me grow the beard out again. <laughs> okay. I know some Amish guys. We yeah. can get this made. I'm very ugly without a beard. What happened to the beard, buddy? So can you, you explain? Can you explain this failure? So I don't part? like when it gets too far up on my cheeks because then I start to like see the hairs, and so I, I you know, I was taking and I was, I don't like when the mustache gets too long because you don't want to see it in your put, field of vision. Yeah, and so I was trimming it with with the uh, with the little. I didn't have a guard on, and I went, and I was like, no, because I had to, I had to trim all all the it way was down. All gone. Yeah, it's it, just like your nose, your eyes, your brain just gets used to it. And yeah. See it so after a while. I have two quick questions for my final thoughts. What kind of toilet paper are we rocking in this place? We brought the Charmin from my house. Oh, oh nice. very wow. Ultra Soft, triple play. Yeah. See, I oh, prefer nice. Angel Soft. I really like a nice yeah, grip. Angel Soft is my favorite. Too. Yeah, yeah, you got to have some grip. It's whatever I'm describing. And I'm I'm yeah, missing the party this weekend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, you are. I heard you're getting engaged, I, so we're gonna forget. I'm you. not. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't put that evil on me, Jeremy. <laughs> Happy baby My girlfriend's child. watching this. <laughs> and uh, if she's watching, then uh, the ring's really nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what are so you saying? You don't that, want to marry her? That is a big rock. <laughs> I don't. Listen, Man, yeah, I'll be I, happy I to marry her in heavy. like four or five years. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Honestly. So we're going to Chicago this weekend. What should we visit? Uh, so jewelry you store. To- get a promise ring. <laughs> that would be awesome. I wouldn't come back alive. You need to. You need to go uh, to Home Run in Pizza. Okay. Uh, you need to go to Gus's Fried Chicken. Okay. Um, those are my two biggest restaurant recommendations. The Lagunitas Brewery is up there. So is Goose Island. Uh, you can't get Goose Island anywhere. No, the Goose Island Brewery is. Yeah. Up have you been on to uh, Have you been to the Shameless House? Um, no. Here no, but it's right underneath the L. It's kind of in a sketchy part of town. Mike Broyles yeah. says he, he has an apartment for Chase and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was shaking and said no. Like, uh. <laughs> and they they do have that one beer 
that's in Shameless, don't they? Uh, the old style? They old have style. old style. And what, was it good? Was it worth it? Um, so it tastes, uh, it tastes a lot like Yingling. Okay. So I, my recommendation well for you pizza. in Chicago, take a little bit of time, uh, and go to second city. Okay. It's on stage. It's a, it's a live, uh, live improv. Mm. Uh, that's where Steve Carell came from. Ask, ask, is that more to- of a night thing to do? Yeah, yeah, okay, you, yeah. yeah. So we're looking for they've places got, to go they've got that, two or three shows. They, they've got a bar. Uh, they've got a few different stages. But Second City is is an improv, but it's also pre rehearsed and it's a bunch of sketches. Ninety percent of the people that make a Saturday Night Live come through there. Okay, and you will have the time of your life. Ask there. for Willie Griswold. I think he works there. A good friend of mine. Uh, Jerry, you need to stop drinking. You've knocked that cup over four times. <laughs> Jerry, you get a new studio and you wreck it. This is why we can't have nice things. What does that cup say? It says, uh, share the love, meet the morals, hashtag meet the morals. Katie, eight, seven, 19. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> I love it. So, His face is so red right now. I don't know if he's embarrassed or look, angry. Seven carrots? It's Here's, a mixture of both. Kate, uh, listen, I don't want to be selfish, but last year we went to Nashville for Dakota's bachelor yes. party. This year we went for mine. And next and, year we're going for Danny's. And and Spangle's not seeing anybody. Yeah. So you're our you you're our that. great you're our great host. You don't know that because can, I wouldn't what tell if, you. What yeah. if we just maybe we can I get? Never, hold on, I never had a bachelor party, so we could so like, we could be yours. We could go make up for a it? retrofit. That, yeah. gives, <laughs> that gives me at least two more years. <laughs> Chase, could you imagine telling like? Could you imagine Jeremiah helping with your relationship? I've never. Like, he been tries to, to give me advice all the time. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you see, see what we just talked. What did we talk about before? Advice yeah. you never knew yeah. that you wanted. And yeah. Spangles, 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 not seeing anybody. Has it you, wait, that you know? Time, of. Out, time out. Has it always been terrible advice? Has everybody no, been no, no, terrible? No, you're, yeah, you're like you got like a ninety percent rating, right? Ninety percent good. It's not bad advice. No. It's just a lot of it. That's a lot. That's exactly <laughs> a good way to put it. I don't know if I want to get married. Because, you know, before you got married, we went fishing all the time. Yeah. yeah. Since uh, the then, only people I've just... been fishing with since I got married are my wife and Chase. So, listen to this. That's it. Chase is complaining about not having a time to spend with Jeremiah. Oh, okay. We were complaining earlier about not having parties. It's a He's sign. got a ring on his finger. Yep. Maybe we should have a divorce. No, party. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no, <laughs> no. I don't think about how that. Turns. No, 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 no. I'm Team Sarah. <laughs> I'm Team Sarah. <laughs> We'd lose half the studio. Uh, I just. Would. I'll do the Rob Kendall. <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you to my lovely wife for allowing me to be here tonight. <laughs> really, Chris? <laughs> really, Rob? <laughs> I know this goes on forever, Haley. It's I, <laughs> that's forever. Oh God! All right, uh, I guess Spangle. Final thoughts. This is your last chance to compliment us before we throw your major party on before Saturday we mute night. Mute the mic. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Sarah reports that Chase just lost his fishing privileges. <laughs> no, Sarah, you can't do that to me. Wow, you're gonna let your wife talk to you that way, Jeremiah? She says, "Hey, I have she two boats. She doesn't even know about the other one." <laughs> wow, that sounds. Uh, it's like a second checking account. I have a second boat. It'll be fine. Can I keep it at your mom and dad's house, yeah. your grandpa's house, somewhere? Old Jim oh, neighbors yeah. over here. A lot of space. Yeah. Singing back home again in Indiana. <laughs> back home again in Indiana. I only got that joke because we did the Indy 500 episode. 
You're welcome. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. I'd Just like, like today, uh, in one of the tinfoil time episodes, uh, the most pre- the most recent one was about New Coke conspiracy, which I love. Tinfoil time. I am a Patreon subscriber. I've just never been thanked oh. for it. Are you? Uh, are I'm you not. a listener? Well, it, I listened to I listened okay, to the tinfoil Chris, time. Never Chris Spangle is not a is not a Patreon subscriber. That's right. We are Libertarians podcast. That's right. <laughs> I lose money on you guys. Like you have no idea. You know, Dakota, if you would have. Went to the Indy 500. You would have heard that song. I've heard it plenty of times before. I'd like Chase. to report Aaron Ewert for uh, child abuse because he made his kids go to the IMS Museum with Jeremiah. E. 18 hours straight of Dar- those, those da- children. Derek Donaldson Jr. Those children. Donald Davidson. Those children <laughs> asked to go back to the Speedway with me. They're, they're going to the track and they go, do we get to go with Jeremiah? Well, they're special too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love those boys. Hannah's going to flatten all four of your tires. <laughs> oh, no, she won't. I'll tell you why off air. <laughs> Hannah, I, I see you're watching. Please trade me the Bears That's a different defense. Hannah. Oh, never mind. Hannah, that's Hannah Diane, my sister. Not Aaron's Hannah. Uh, who Which? disinvited, not only did I not get an invite, disinvited me from her wedding. She did. She mm. called earlier before as we were setting up studio and, uh, I, 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 when, when she was on speakerphone, I politely said, I made sure that Chris was on the invite list, and she flatly said, absolutely no, not. No, no, what, no. What are you getting me? Yeah, was she, her it, question. Yeah, it was, oh, what are, you, what are you providing? Which makes me think this marriage isn't about love. It's about things, and that's a, not that's a good sad. way to start the wedding, Hannah. I'm going to be there either way because I know where it's at. <laughs> no, no, no one. This is why people don't hang out with me. This is why I lose friends. This show. This is, <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be at Shelby County. It's going to be at Danny's. We're going to be at Danny's either way. We should make it happen at Danny's. Dude, yeah. Danny's house, that wedding was great. I loved the wedding. It was, it was. I'm going to host a wedding there on Hannah's wedding day, even if hers isn't there. So good. Because it's awesome. But the, the weird thing about Jeremiah's wedding, everything was perfect. Like the weather, you couldn't have gotten luckier. It was the middle of summer, but it was like perfect that day. I only got, uh, mildly sopping wet. I sweat a lot. It's not. They, they have music that make the ladies go. Mm. <laughs> but there's did a they, there was a surprising amount of disco played. But did you guys notice there was a wedding stage already built and they didn't use it? Yeah, that confused me. It was me. falling apart. You didn't oh. see it. The, wood, well, the decking meta- was rotted. It's a metaphor. The night before, oh. the night before they were shooting fireworks from it, and I was like, "Man, they're making a big mess. They're gonna have to clean up for the morning." <laughs> and then they didn't use it. We didn't use that part. Yeah, the chapel. The the chapel. The uh, whatever was already set up. Yeah, the I, I hadn't seen that part because it was kind of dark when I got there. Chase okay. just shows up when he wants to. Are, is everybody going to the Beer Olympics tomorrow? At uh, Danny's? That's questionable. Is that tomorrow? That's Saturday. Well, oh, oh, I'll, Saturday. I'll be out of town. Saturday. Thanks for the invite, Danny. <laughs> you don't drink beer. <laughs> Why would you go to the Beer Olympics? I don't know. Maybe I need friends. Maybe I like to be included. Yeah, that, that next year, truly. I'll be there next year. As as you guys develop your relationship with Chris Bengal, as his longest tenured friend now at this point, I will give you all the advice. He doesn't want to come to anything. No, but I'd but like to. Damn be invited. it! If you don't invite him, <laughs> there will be hell to pay. I don't even do. So I don't even care anymore. I just, I just merely say, "Hey, Chris, we're going to be in Georgia here in about three <laughs> weeks. Do you want to ride along?" Hell no! <laughs> but if if he finds out that you went somewhere without him, where was my invite? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't need, I, and I sometimes worry that you or Sarah think I'm serious. I'm never serious. Yeah, but we I didn't even invite him to our wedding. Right. <laughs> it, no, you didn't. Um, and nope. then I think I got a pity invite and I was like, nah, I got Hitler documentaries to watch that week. But, uh, no, I like, I really enjoy, uh, I, I don't think Chase and I would have been invited. He's a fan if we of, uh, if we weren't in it. He's a fan of Rocket Man. He's a fan of Hitler. I, well, oof. I just, I like, I we have the documents now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my own personal bit. I like to do bits for just me, and that's one of them. And whenever Jeremiah, who is very active and is always doing something, I just like to say, where's my invite? So I encourage all the listeners, anytime you see Jeremiah out and about, where was my invite? That's what you should do. We've had creeper shots come in of Jeremiah taken from buildings as he's walking across the street. That was my cousin. Was yeah, it? It yeah. was. Yeah. It was. Kelsey. I don't get photos taken of me. I just get glares from all the old people. <laughs> yeah. They think you look like the grandson that never writes. <laughs> the funny thing is, is no matter how bad Chase talks about it, I'm always the one that's hated. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I'm, for different reasons, though. I'm not a fake farmer, okay, okay? <laughs> All right. Spangle, you got anything else? You want to promote anything else? No, I'm good. No announcements to make? No, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep all of this equipment that you lent us. Uh, some of it may be resold later. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we have any of the equipment he lent us anymore. No, you sold it all. <laughs> and guess who didn't Literally get it? Literally all of this is ours now. Not even a thank you, let alone a tithe. Uh, Dakota, final thoughts? Anything? ChrisSpangle.com. I'd also like you to go to Wheel... Oh, sorry. <laughs> WheelLibertarians.com. Uh, I... I guess I don't have any final thoughts other than uh, thank you to everybody that uh, continues to support us on Patreon. We just did a thank you video, and we had a little uh, open house type thing last night as we were getting set up uh, before we had to move everything today. And uh, a few of our Patreon subscribers came out. Uh, we didn't get a tinfoil time put out this week because it was it's very busy, busy with, uh, with this going on. And uh, but, uh, yeah, of course, thank you to everybody that, that gives us your money every month. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I want mine back. Uh, can you teach him how to sell? Please, no, Jer. That's it. Like, that's the truth of it. Listen, I'm just telling you guys listen, put like 3,000 people in here yesterday. What I want you to know is if we pan to the right just a little bit, there's a wall that's unfinished, and with just your $10 donation this month. <laughs> that's right. $10. That's right. Only $10. We'll be able to finish that wall it's and, and make the light bill. A video that's of like Chase. like $0.10 cents a day. Get a video of and Chase. And then we can get the Chris Spangle table. That's right. <laughs> Chase just sleeping in the corner. In the arms of an angel. Someday we'll get a bed for Chase. <laughs> for just 24 one. hour security. I don't have a real bed, guys. A video of him cleaning the toilet Chase, in black and white. Chase is 23 years old and he still sleeps in his race car bed from News 8. <laughs> I didn't get a rest. I didn't get a race car bed until I was like 16. <laughs> And it was a dream of mine, man. Okay, I love the, that thing. But you're joking, but the last time I was over at his house, he did have a race car bed. <laughs> I'm not joking. It technically wasn't my bed, but I slept in it a lot. Loved it. So when you get married next year, you'll lose your virginity. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, not next year, like three years from now. No, I, I saw the ring. It's really nice. <laughs> That was the promise ring, not the, the awkward silence. Ring. You ready for the awkward <laughs> silence? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody that's helped make this what happen. Paid? We did his. We started we with him. Oh, well, that was like you, two hours ago. Would you pay it? attention? No, I don't listen to the show even when I'm on it. Uh, next week, Donya Lester's coming off from Purdue University. She's uh, right. she's from the Ag Alumni Group, and she does some go- she did some government work uh, with them. She just retired, so now she's free. It's Donya Unchained. 
I have some fun with her. I've heard Mitch. I had one friend who worked at Purdue first year he was there. She's like, I hate him. And I just talked to her recently. She's like, I love Mitch Daniels. He's the best. Purdue's done a lot of great things. Uh, uh, so it's gonna be have fun. it's gonna be fun. She's bringing us some swag because as as you know, we expect all of our guests to bring us something. Danya was cleaning out her office. She worked at Purdue for about twenty five years. She has a Bobby Knight wearing a Purdue University full size like six foot tall nice. poster. Oh, that's, that's nice. coming. He's wearing the uh, a uh, a Purdue sweater, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have that. How is that photo not everywhere? I, it's gonna be on the wall what's in the, here. What's the plan with this studio? Are we leaving the walls blank? Are we putting stuff up? We're putting stuff up. Wait, okay, okay. We, let's have this. Quite, I, I, I like the brick though. Yeah, the brick's nice. The brick stand. Okay, so we're, cool. we've got options. Um, of course, we are still running an active campaign trying to get elected to create some freedom here around Henry County. You might want to delay the episode then. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, jeremiahmoral.com, jump on there, and uh, we are looking for yards to put signs in. We are looking for people to go door-to-door, to door, and we're looking for poll workers. So jump on there, jump on a little form, check it out, help us out. With that, I think that's the end of our script list episode. We didn't cost anybody any jobs. We didn't. Uh, we've got, we've got room for improvement. We're going to have more furniture in here. Send us your furniture, too. We need some more tables and chairs and couches and things yeah. to dampen the noise. A couch would be nice. And if yeah. you see a billboard in town with Jeremiah's face on it, make sure you take a selfie and get, send it to us. Get your selfie with my billboard. We would uh, love to see it. Please don't deface it until after <laughs> the election. Even if it means taking out your phone while you're driving, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not liable for any accidents. There are two of them. <laughs> All right. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians Network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news and we have many other podcasts like the chris spangle show upward the cost raw audio politics miranda's world and tad talk which is quite a ride so check all of these out go to wearelibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts thanks for listening thank you for listening to the we are libertarians network get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com